Hey, what's up? This is Chris Ryan. On Mondays and Thursdays, you can find me co-hosting The Watch with Andy Greenwald. We are still cranking it out. We talk about a lot of things in pop culture, music, movies, but most of all, our ever-changing TV landscape. So check out The Watch for recaps of your favorite TV shows, updates on the streaming wars, and recommendations on what to watch because there's a lot to watch on Mondays and Thursdays on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, my BFF and co-host Stephen Othello and I will be exploring recreating spaces for old or rekindled friendships. But first, Stephen, how's your heart? How's my heart? Hmm. I don't know, yo. I've, I've been I've been feeling like I, I can't. I haven't been able to find the words this past few weeks. Um, so I think my heart is in disarray. No, I'm joking. My I love heart, it. Let's keep it. Well, nah, I don't want nah, your heart nah. to be in disarray, but no, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I think I'm just in like this, this, um, space of confusion, to be honest. And I think I'm trying to just like figure out what my next steps are. Yeah. I don't know what color that would even be, but I would, I, I would say the color of a bandaid. So like, what is that beige? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my heart I needs repairing. Because that's like confusion, right? But oh, Or like sure. fog, but that's kind of deep, huh? Yeah, I know. I want Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get out of the confusion, so you chose a Band-Aid. And mm-hmm. I'm like, sit in this confusion and chose great for you. I mean, you're definitely not wrong, though. I probably do need to sit in it. Um, sit in your feels. Feel through it. Mm-hmm. How's your heart? It's so good. I'm feeling a little stuck. I'm not sure what I'm feeling stuck about. So I guess I also have to sit with my feelings and feel through it to figure out what I feel stuck about. The color that I think of is like a very dark purple. I like that. Yeah. So offline, um, I reached out to you and asked you like some ideas of what you want to talk about on the pod. And you suggested today's, which was recreating or making space for old friends. Why was that? What's been up? I think I just have like a lot of old friendships popping back up into my life. I feel like it's a sign just to show like the growth in me. Because like I, when, they, when you see somebody that from your past or you speak to somebody from your past, you want to hold, you, you want to believe that things could be different. But the only way things could be different is if you, you're different, like you've grown. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so easy to slip back into the older version of yourself when you're dealing with people from your past. You know what I'm saying? And and that's been happening a lot lately. Like I have, I have like old business partners popping back up. Uh, I've seen old relationships popping back up and it's like, all right, how do I position myself in this to feel like I'm still being me? So it's just something I thought about, you know, these past few days. So you're not only thinking of recreating space with old friends, but it sounds like you're also trying to think about how you create space for your new self in whatever friendship you're trying to build with them. Yeah, because I feel like both is it runs in tandem. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's like one has to happen for the other to happen. What about you? 
I mean, I've had moments when I've made an effort to recreate some space for old friends. It's weird. Recreate doesn't sit with me probably because of the what that entails. To me, that makes me feel like I have to create a space that we had before. So I've been saying, when thinking about this in my head, I think just making space for old friends or rekindling old friendships. But when I've done that in the past, I've noticed that if it was something intentional that caused us to drift away versus like time or distance, I have to address it to get it out the way. Like I don't want any tension or anyone walking on eggshells. But then it comes like, you know, we talk about this a lot, like the reintroduction of our new self. And I think with rekindling old friendships, you have to do a little bit more than just rekindle, just reintroducing your new self. You also kind of have to, not in not purposely, but you do have to update someone on at least moments in your life that have made you who you are now. And it's, all this is very continuous, but there's bumps down the road. And I was just thinking of like, what do you got to keep in mind when deciding to even rekindle in old friendships, which is what I wanted to ask you. And I guess you mentioned that these friendships that are popping back up are also connected or some are connected to business and to relationships. So what do you have to keep in mind, especially with those type of friendships that are tied to something so strongly, like a past relationship or a past business endeavor? Well, those are just the two examples. It's, it's been my, one of my old friends. I actually spoke to uh, Kenny, the one that, you know, in the previous podcast, I was talking about like, he's my best friend growing up. We end up like, you know, touching base and I haven't spoken to him in a little minute. And so for us to touch base, that felt good. You know, I was telling him all about that episode and like, yeah. like just giving him, like telling him like I was, you know, praising him for being a, a big uh, instrument in like my life. It's weird because it's like, I want to have the answers, you know, you ever just want to have the answers? Like, all right, if I, if I go about it this way, right. then this, I have no answers. No and one I think has that's, answers. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. what? I think, I think we're so used to having the answers for everyone else that when it's yeah. time to have the answers for yourself, you just confused, you know? Yeah. And so you, you have like, you know, for example, like the business partner that's coming in, right? Successful man, dope individual, but how we did business in the past was um, scary. And when I say scary, it just didn't feel stable. And I think the the scary part of it is is like jumping right back into something that feels old and becoming my old self again, you know? Yeah. Which then makes me feel like I can't be vulnerable in that space when all I've been doing is trying my best to be vulnerable. So when you have like these old relationships, friendships, business partnerships that come back, it's like, can I be vulnerable or do I have to feel guarded because I remember what happened, you know? Yeah. It's almost as if there's an extra layer to the process versus like if this was someone new, there wouldn't be any past to almost like think about or consider when taking steps moving forward. You kind of just go with how you're feeling now. But that does make sense because now you have to think about one more step in the process. And that, and that step is this tough because it's like, you don't know how you, you're going to react until you in it. I think that's what's hard with rekindling friendships is there's this, I guess I didn't think of it till now, this extra layer or extra step you have to go through in this process. And I think that's what makes me think again, like, what do we keep in mind when even deciding to rekindle a friendship of like actually taking those steps? And I think about social media and just like 
online visibility of just like how much do you go by what someone is putting on Instagram or on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, when deciding whether to reconnect with someone or trying to understand who they are now. Right, right. Like it was crazy. Like one of the guys that I'm potentially doing business with soon, it felt like he didn't know the progress I made in my own individuality these past few years. And so it's like, how do you respond to that? You know? Yeah. That's interesting because you really want to be like, how did you not know? <laughs> like, I think the ego jumps out at the first. Ego, the ego jumps out. And then you and then you have to think about, well, we are here now. So what does that mean? Versus like, why are you here now? Or why now? We have to keep in mind when we are rekindling friendships that there was probably a reason why that friendship faded or ended or paused to begin with. And I think that's what I mean with like, is that... I don't I don't think this is the case for you, but I feel like it's important to just maybe we need to have a conversation about what happens before we can start over. So then we don't make the same mistakes or we didn't really know what the other person was going through during that moment. But I mean, easier said than done, right, to communicate with someone that also may not know how and who you are now. But something I also think about is what happens when you do actually, you know, take those steps to rekindle friendship. You hang out, get coffee, update each other on your lives, what you're, what you would like to do, what you're working on. And you start realizing as you hang out that your values of now don't align with theirs. I don't know if the values are important to every situation. Probably depends on the layer of friendship you want with them or level. It depends. Exactly. I think it depends on the layer. And I think all layers aren't the same in every relationship. I do think that there's a level of like vulnerability you can give out. Every new situation is like, all right, what is my vulnerability look like in these spaces? How do I manage my vulnerability level? Which is hard for a cancer who is emotional and sensitive. Oh, yes, yeah, you that is are. the hardest shit in the world to do is to be <laughs> the, to, to control your vulnerability. Yeah, because you feel so naked when you when you give it out. You know. Yeah, and it also depends on the type of friendship that you're trying to rekindle. As far as how that vulnerability shows up in that friendship. But, you know, going back to the social media thing, has it ever been the other way around where you've seen someone's online kind of like visibility or personality and it's thrown you off or it's actually made you want to rekindle that friendship? Mm -mm. I can't even say because I don't really judge people based off IG or social media. I'm really like, you know, you don't really know anybody until you you meet them and have a conversation with them. So for me, I, I can't really say that like I uh, I get ca- caught up in that part. But have you? No, I mean, I think... I feel like you have. Uh, as far as... Well, I'm trying to think if I have. I think when I... I'm trying to go through the, the thought process right now. So I think that when I see the social media accounts of old friends that I'm not super close with, I think there is a feeling of missing them but I then really have to think about if I want to rekindle a friendship with them. Like, you know like what I mean? Some, manage it. Yeah. Like, do I, do I want this in my life at this moment of where I'm at? I do try to keep in mind, like maybe they're, I, I don't think I, they are exactly who they show themselves to be on social media because I don't think any one of us clearly shows our whole selves on social media because we do not post every second of our day. Some but, <laughs> But I think even that, like, are we really seeing every single thing and every emotion that you're going through and your past, true, true. you know, all that. So 
I try to keep that in mind. I think it's more so of, I ask myself questions on if I want this person in my life and how close do I want them? But I don't judge them based off what they're putting out on social media. Cause again, I don't think that that's their whole selves, but yeah. What made you think that I would be out here judging? I don't, I wouldn't say it's judging. I would say it's just checking in to see if like, and cause when you said, um, do I want this in my life? Sometimes that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Meaning like you could totally want this in your life, but can you manage it? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, can you manage the time to give to somebody yes. to make them feel like it's, you know, they're seen and vice versa? I guess it's that, right? Can I have this in my life? Yeah. yeah exactly. At this moment in your life. And I think sometimes, you you know, we check in on IG or social media just to make sure that everything is everything. Right. Right. And then right. sometimes you'll just take that for what it is. Right. It just makes all right, that person doing anything. Yeah. And that and that can be enough. But can I manage that connection? Right. It, yeah. Sometimes it has to be. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, it's not even—it's not necessarily a a negative or positive thing of like me asking myself, "Can I manage this?" As far as like who they are, it's more so of gauging my life. And again, like you said, in this moment in my life, can I manage this friendship? Whatever this friendship may be. Again, like we're hoping that these friendships are not entirely the same, nor should they be. Where um, in pop culture have you seen this? Like people recreating space for old friendships or rekindling them? Oh, you know, I was thinking about Mason Cam's relationship. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. Tell me about that. I always like talking about Mason Cameron. <laughs> right. No, it's crazy because they had so much beef. You know, they they let so much time pass. Um, you know, I'm a, a Mace fan and a Cam fan because they went to the same high school as me. So that was like a big deal growing up. Like, you know, to see like... Uh, people from your your generation go and, and and show that they could do it. They were like the first. Everybody knew that Cam and Mace was best friends. Like they used to hoop together. Like Cam would give Mace his clothes. Mace was, you know, at the time he was a, a bit less fortunate, but always talented. But Cam had, you know, Cam was always fly. He was better at basketball. He was just a, a, a he was just, you know, he was a cool kid in school and Mace was the homie. And then, um, you know, it's it's crazy when things shift, right? I think, like, when Mace signed the bad boy, the energy shifted towards Mace. And Cam having to understand that now Mace is the guy. Because Cam was used to being the guy. So that, like, that energy shifted, you know? Yeah. And, how to, and so for him, it was probably hard to manage. You know, these kids was, like, 19, 20 years old at the time. Not, not in touch with their feelings or, you know how to express themselves, you know, especially, you know, at that time, men. And so, you know, it's crazy because, like, I remember, like, Mace wasn't in the horse and carriage video for Cam. That was, like, the the hot single. Uh, yeah, the yes. Yeah, like, early 90s, I mean, late 90s. And so uh, Mace wasn't in the vid. And everybody was like, yo, what happened to Mace and Cam? And it was because of money. Now, in theory, like, the way Mace went about it was the right way. He was like, yo... Let me charge the label fifty thousand for a feature, and I'll, I'll split it with you in half. It's just coming from your budget. But Cam didn't understand that at the time. He like, yo, why you can't just do it for free? Yeah. And so that 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 drove that 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 uh, that hinge between them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that changed like the dynamic of their relationship. Then it switched back, right? Cam got hot again, dropped like a uh, you know, uh, come home with me. Makes retired, 
And then that energy shifted again. And, and I think that's just what it is. It's like uh, men not knowing how to communicate and letting their ego take control. And I think, I think Mace gave a lot of grace in that situation. Cause you know, it's like, I know you don't get it, bro, but trust me. And it's like, Kim, like, nah, you bugging. And I think it, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy that, you know, they end up getting back together. Um, you know, Mace, uh, Cam started up a, a show about sports. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. crazy because because uh, Mace ended up being like a guest and they end up hitting it off. And then, you know, they've been they've been able to do like proper business together now and grow. But I think they needed to have those important conversations prior to that. And I think that's where the space to rekindle. Because, you know, they all, you know, I remember Mace like doing um, Gillian Wallow's um, podcast and saying like, you know, that's one of the things I do regret is us not being friends and letting this amount of time go by. Because he was like, that was my best friend. Yeah. And that's pretty, that's pretty sad when you think about it. And it just, it also makes me think of, uh, so what happens when you're both in two different spaces in your life that almost cause friction? Because I feel like that's what. So one was a little bit more successful than the other when they were looking, you know, when one was trying to reach out to the other and then it switched, it switched between the two. And now I think, I mean, clearly, like now they could actually think back to it and communicate that and realize that. But what happens when you do rekindle a friendship and you're really not in the same space? Like, again, like that space that they're in doesn't align with the space that you're in. They created a space for themselves the way they did align. I think that's what happened. I think, But it like, took time, it, right? I mean, it took a lot of ego to be like, you know, um, cut off from that situation. And I think like, you know, Cam, you know, created an olive, olive branch. You know what I'm saying? He extended it, but he created one, which was the show. And then you seen it, like you seen like the love, right? They understood these other's jokes. That was the most I've ever seen Cam smile and laugh in my life as a fan of rap. Yeah. I ain't never seen him that happy to be around <laughs> someone. And you know, it's, it's interesting because like, what happened now is, you know, Jim Jones, which was Cam's like capo right hand man, he ain't around no more. And it's interesting to see because even from Jim, my fellow cancer brother, you can tell <laughs> that he feels a way, but he's just allowing it to take his form. But you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, Mace back. So where's my sp where's my place? That's an interesting also like thing to think about is what happens with your other friendships if this one pushes those a little bit back? It happens. You know, it really does. It's happened to me before, you know? Like, that's why I try not to play so close to to things like my, my spot in people's lives. Like, I can't. I think like when you sit there and you're like, this is my spot. I'm your best friend. I think that's where shit get tricky, right? Because now yeah. you move, you know, speaking to me and you speaking, it's like you move to LA and it's like, what happens if I meet like a, a, a woman that's dope? I'm now like, yo, but yo, I can't be your full friend because I got a best friend in LA. Yeah. And now I'm cheating on my best friend? <laughs> this shit sounds spicy. I think it comes I'm with lying a mute like I'm not. No, nah, I wasn't with her. No, nah, I wasn't with my, be my other best friend. My other, your other best friend. Uh, I think that comes with security, of course. Like I think, but that's uh, of like the security of the friendship that you have with this person. You can meet another woman, and you guys can become really good friends, and that's all good because we ha we will always have a different friendship than what you will Absolutely. have with anyone else, no matter the gender. So, 
I think that that's always, I've, you know, that's also interesting. I don't think I've ever thought of that, of like you meeting another, another woman and then becoming your, their best, your best friend. I don't know why. I think it's just, it's, every friendship is different, let alone like when gender is, plays a role. But have you ever felt that way where like an old friend comes around and you're pushed a little bit back? Absolutely. Word. I mean, you know, I got like a lot of, uh. I had a lot of friends randomly. <laughs> you have a lot of friends. <laughs> I do though, you know, like long, long, long lasting 20 plus year friendships, you know, which, which is to me is like a blessing, right? One of my biggest blessings, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, one of my friends meet, they, I would call it like they A alike. So someone that's very similar to them and they just gel. I'll be allowing the gel, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> go do, go be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I try not to take that personal because again, it's like, I understand my space and, and my friend's lives, you know, like whenever, you know, you need me, I'm there. That's it. Like I put no expectations on friendship. I try not to, cause it's, you know, it kind of ruins it all. I think expectation ruins everything. And I think just to go back to Cam and Mace, I think Cam had expectations on what Mace should do when he got famous. You know what I'm saying? It was like, Oh, now, now it's my turn. He like, yo, I don't even got money yet. I'm still trying to figure this out, but let's do it like this. We make money off the label. And he like, yo, you trying to eat my budget? And it's like, he won't allow that space, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's always, I was thinking about expectations and I think it's a lot is rooted with like uh, unsaid, like unspoken uh, words as far as like, you're not really communicating what it is behind these expectations as far as like why expectations cause so much tension. Of like, what you're saying really is that this want would make you feel this way. And that's why you would like this from this person. Sometimes it's just simpler, you know, like I, I, I understand expectations. I don't try to try not to live my life like that, but I get it because it's like, like say you, there's a, there's an opportunity, a job opportunity for you. Right. And you're, you're one of your close friends is like the, the boss, right. Mm, yeah. Or not, not the, the manager of the opportunity. What happens when they know your worth? Right. Because they, they then said to you, I know your worth. And then they, <laughs> right? they'll say it like, I know your worth. Right. Yes. And then, and then they offer you $50,000 less than what you, your value is. Yeah. Now, what are we standing on? Are we standing on like, to me, it's like, because we're close, you can take mm-hmm. advantage of me. Or is it right. like, or is it my expectation to think that you really know my worth? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. I've, I've had a moment uh, with a friend that they offered me, uh, let's say a, a significant lower amount than I had, keyword, expected, and also think that I deserve. And I felt, I felt a way. I was just like, I feel like you would know that I deserve more than this. And I think I just kind of swallowed my pride and just like politely and respectfully declined the opportunity. But also I have to keep in mind that there's so many factors to that, right? Like whose money is it? Like how much say do you have in that? And I feel like I'm a very emotional person. So I've, it's a continuous uh, process to try to like not be first and foremost emotional in those type of situations when it comes to business and money with friends. So that's why I kind of like did not say anything and thought about it. Where it's just like, you know what? I don't think that this person thinks of me in a like negative light or less than who I am or less than I deserve. It's more so of like probably other factors involved. 
it, it's almost like it's not for me to it's not for me to think about or, or feel anything for. Right, right, right. But that takes a lot of like growth. Yes. I, think, to, I mean, to I still felt away in the beginning. Yeah. Like I still went through those to that through that process. You know what I love? To be honest, I love acknowledging my ego. I As love in, it. Like I feel this way right now because of this. Yes. Just with, with yourself, you mean, right? Yeah, with myself. Yeah. Because okay. I think or, you know, even with a person like, yo, that was my ego. Like I yes. literally felt the way because I think it gets right to the root of things. And I think it's very liberating because sometimes like when you try to to hide how you really was feeling from the person, you end up resenting the person indirectly. So it's like allowing yourself the space to be wrong or to, to, to be able to say like, yo, it was my ego. You know, I wasn't thinking in my right mind. Right. You know? Right. And I think that's the hardest shit to do ever sometimes is especially in communication is just to admit when it's your fucking ego or like, yo, I'm bugging. I'm being weird. I, that's what me and my homies be. They be like, yo, you being weird? I'll be like, yo, I'm being mad weird. <laughs> and then I'll explain it. Like, I was There's, being weird because... They opened space for you to kind of like recognize your ego. Sometimes you gotta... Or you miss. maybe they don't. You know, man, maybe you have to just open the space up by just leading with the truth. Like, yo, I think I was being funny. You know, like I, I could have... You know, I wanted to say I want more money, but I didn't know how to tell you. And I was like, bitch you know what i'm saying like i ain't fucking i ain't i ain't fucking with him no more and i'm not communicating why i ain't yes so he like i, I didn't even know you felt like that i could have gave you some more bread or i could have said this or we could have did that but we're not even getting to that because i won't allow my ego to the root of the problem me. right exactly yes. yeah i mean I, I i do think that that's i mean money and friendships is a whole other episode of this podcast that we've been wanting to do and we will yeah, but yeah true, i think true. it starts getting a little trickier when money is involved and business involved. When I think of this topic, though, I think of like all the, you know, rom-com movies. And usually I thought of like this movie 13 going on 30. And there's like a, a rekindling of a friendship of a childhood friendship. And the girl, the main character, Jenna, was like mean to her childhood friend, Matt. He had like a little crush on her. And I think she was just mean because, you know, nobody else kind of liked him. So she kind of went along with it. They were friends, but she was a little little mean and then they rekindle a friendship and she's a whole she's like successful and also like super nice but it's also because mentally she she is now 13 in her mind so she's like a lot sweeter and kinder but it just made me think of like a lot of the rom-coms are like you find this person in a whole other different space and it goes back to I guess like how this our conversation started of like how much are you going to be okay with letting go some of these expectations and past of who you see who you used to see them as i feel like that's also like an interesting thing of like they're not who they used to be we're over here being like i'm not who i'm used to be right and trying to be very like you know stand up uh for ourselves and like come in wanting to say that and feeling that but what happens when they are not who they used to be and i think that just i guess goes back to i don't know what you think of like you have to then have to ask yourself if this is a friendship that you want back in your life. And then at what level do you want this friendship at? And you, I think you only know that when you like, I feel like the, the first maybe five to 10 minutes, you know. Really? That quickly? Yeah, I do. You could just tell based off the conversations, you know, right off the rip, you know? Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> That's interesting. I want, I'm going to try that next time. I'm gonna be like, I'm going to put my timer. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. I got to feel this in 10 minutes. Uh, you feel but I, it? Do, I do think that there is some sort of energy between two people, uh, whether that feels good or not. But 
Yeah, we talked about uh, like when you do rekindle this friendship and you're kind of in two different worlds. And that made me think of the show Platonic where there's a rekindling of friendship after a divorce. That show is um, with Seth Rogen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but it made me think of becoming friends with someone after they've broken up with someone, like with a long-term partner, especially if the reason why the friendship faded or ended was because of this partner. Mm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Right, right. No, I have. You're you're very quiet. And are you okay? Are you thinking no, back? Yeah, I'm trying to think about the a, a situation like that. I will say I've been the person that's kind of gotten distant with friends when dating someone that was pretty triggering to me. And I, I only took space because I felt like I didn't want to put that on my friends. So I think that that's happened to me. And when I finally ended that, it was very much trying. It did feel like a rekindling of friendships of just like, I went through this like year worth of shit show and fog and hi, I'm back, but I'm pretty, pretty like vulnerable right now. So please be cautious. Right. I remember that time in your life and I remember us having a conversation and I was like, yo, yo, you know, things is different because of the dude. This person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like. I was like, yeah, you stopped. You, I, I was a time when you weren't talking to me as much as you you used to. And it wasn't because you were taking space for yourself. It was because of the dude. Meaning like, when I say that, I mean like, it felt like you didn't want to share all of the bullshit that was going on. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let that situation stop you from communicating with me. Because I yeah. definitely felt the change in it, you know? Yeah, it had a, a rippling effect on our friendship. And I think that also, I feel like, I, you know, there was little things that would like make it more obvious and make me more stronger to leave. And I think th that was one of one of those things. And also just also not knowing how to express how I was feeling. So I literally would just talk to you after therapy and be like, this is how I feel. But yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why I would be uncomfortable to almost feel like you're rekindling a friendship after going through some sort of experience with a long-term partner, especially one that wasn't healthy. You are getting somewhat of a new person afterwards as a friend. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't think I've ever like shifted because of a relationship. But I think that's healthy In though. That my shift, my shift wasn't healthy. You know what I mean? I think that was a sign as to another sign as to why it wasn't a healthy relationship or situation I was in is because it did shift my friendships in a way that wasn't for the good. Well, let me ask you a question. Now that you're in a, a new relationship, do you feel like your friendships have shifted? Uh, if anything, I think I'm, I try to be more present in my relationship. And then that also makes me realize how present I need to be in my friendships as well. Just be present overall. So I think the only way that, that I've seen that it could have affected my friendships is I probably am not as accessible when I'm trying to be present with this person. Do you feel the, that you have to communicate that you, that, or is that just not, is this like an uncommunicated? Uh, this is me communicating it right now. <laughs> oh, nice. on the podcast. It's crazy. No, I didn't. I I actually didn't think about this until right now. Until you're asking me, I think I I'm now thinking of how have has this relationship shifted my friendships, and I feel like if anything, that is probably something that has affected my friendships. As I try to be more present in the relationship, or just also just be present more overall with people. Um, it's actually something that you you taught me. Uh, you're very much someone that, especially in person. Uh, wants to be very present with who they are with and, you know, no looking at your phone, uh, things like that, or like, you know, 
your mind drifting, trying to just be very present in the moment. I actually have learned that more so from you. And I think I'm actually putting that into practice more so. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. I, honestly, I think, I mean, I, I look at that like balance. Cause like when I'm with my friends or uh, a girl I'm dating, I'm a hundred percent present. And yes. I like that. Cause like, it's like staying in these moments, you know, I think that's, that's the, the thing that I've been uh, thinking about a lot is just like being present for the moment. You know, there's been times where I've reconnected with friends, you know, the friend that I haven't seen in a long time. And then they just literally on their phone the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So to me, and I'm very mindful of shit like that. It just it kind of removes the energy of, from the moment. It's like you yes. you not even here fully. It could be, and a lot of times it's work, you know. But we, you know, like people be like, I got a car. I want to carve some time out, <laughs> and then they it's like, what time? I haven't heard that. That that now that that's now under the umbrella of professional phrases for me. When you have a friend that has a family and has kids, right? The way you make time is by carving time out. You know, like yo October. 15th um, at 8 p.m. Let's carve some time out to, to talk. Right. Yeah. You know, and that'd be very valid. And I think I've learned that because, you know, we all getting older and I think there's the responsibilities are different now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So well, thank you for making me think about communicating shifts and friendships or too. updates. And then also having a friend that's like, doesn't take it personal because, you know, some people could take some, you know, people take everything personal. So we're emotional beings. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Damn. Is there anything else I wanted to share, man? Self-care is important. And, you know, I hope that everyone who's listening just takes some time out and just like to, to hug on themselves and love on themselves. You know, even if it's for like five minutes, like just take that time and just really lock in with yourself. You know, that's lovely. Something that you suggested to me, which I'm not still great at, is looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that um, I love you. Look, you. You see how you studied it? It's scary, yeah. right? No, I no, know, no, right? no. It's that no, wasn't you, scary. Yeah. I just needed to word yeah. it correctly because I was talking about someone yeah. else. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Scary, sh- scary <laughs> shit. Look in the mirror. <laughs> I challenge all the listeners to look in the mirror today and say, look deep into your eyes and say, I love you. <laughs> scary i'll try that thank you so much for talking to me and for being vulnerable and to everyone for listening if you have any feels or thoughts about rekindling old friendships email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com talk to you next week peace peace